come on and grab your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew, the first book of the Gospel, the New Testament. Matthew chapter number 25. Today I want us, as we look at this stewardship series uh, entitled How to Handle, uh, Handle Your Business, we've been looking all year about seeking uh, him and all that we do. Yeah. In January and February, we talked about seeking him in our relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, this month, we are looking at seeking him in our stewardship. Somebody say stewardship. stewardship. I want to encourage you to uh, do your best to be here each Sunday simply because you're going to discover that stewardship is more than money. Say amen when you can. And if you happen to miss a Sunday, you will leave here thinking that stewardship is nothing but money. But stewardship is more than uh, about how to handle your your cash Amen. and your commodities. Amen. Amen. And so each for the next few weeks we're going to be unpacking this idea of what stewardship really, really is. And so if you look with me at Matthew chapter 25, I want to break right into uh, this parable that Jesus is sharing with us about the kingdom. Uh, at the beginning of the verses, he talks about uh, there being uh, ten virgins. Five of them, we will discover, is wise. Mm -hmm. yeah. Five of them are foolish. Mm -hmm. And at the conclusion of that parable, he tells them that uh, you need to be prepared because you really don't know the day or the hour uh, when he's coming. Then he eases right out of that into another parable. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he tells us that there was uh, a man who uh, had three stewards, mm -hmm. had three workers, mm -hmm. three servants, if you will. Mm -hmm. He gives them some of his wealth. Mm -hmm. uh, and so beginning at verse number 14, this is where we pick up. Again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Somebody say entrusted. Entrusted. That's what he did. He entrusted his wealth to them. I'm reading from the New International Version, so it's going to read a little different from those of you who've been in Sunday school all your life. <laughs> Verse 15 says, To one he gave, listen now, five bags of gold. Your King James was, will understand that it's he gave him five talents. Talent is just simply a measure of money. So the NIV helps us he says he gave him, gave this one man five bags 
of gold. Somebody say five. Five. To another, two bags. And to another, one bag. Here it is. Each according to his ability. Somebody say, that's a good thing. One got five bags of gold. Another received two bags of gold. And another got one bag of gold. Each according, here it is, to his ability. Somebody say, God is good. God is good. He gives everybody something. Did you get that? Everybody got something. Then, the Bible says, he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once. Somebody say, at once. At once. That's what he did. Went at once and put his money to work and gained y'all reading with me five bags more five bags now he's got mathematicians in here verse 17 says so also the one with two bags of gold gained oh y'all read real good two more so he went from having two bags of gold to what well, y'all all stand there. <laughs> Verse 18 says, but, somebody say but, but. whenever you see that word, <laughs> that means something is about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Would you just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Pastor Hubbard's going to talk about the tragedy of not handling your bags. Get that beat. Like you know, 
Money. I thought I was going to have more. Amen. The only reason you wouldn't respond is because you already got all the money. Amen. Can I talk to the real folk today? All of us need money. All of us want some money. To be told, we really can't do anything in this life without some money. Can I get a witness here? You, you can't pay rent unless you've got some You can't even go to school unless you have some You can't even drive your car unless you've got access to all of us need money. Did you hear that line that he says in the song? He says, people will lie, they will cheat for the <laughs> for the love of money. People don't care who they hurt or who they beat for the love of money. Uh-oh, don't, don't, don't go to sleep on me now. The next line says a woman will sell her precious body for a small piece of paper it carries a lot of weight. Call it lean, mean, mean, green. We need money. But the problem is when not uh, having money, the problem is the mismanagement of what we have. Because God is never opposed to us having. Say amen when you can. There are some folk who would teach us that you ought to be poor, that the only way that you, you and God can have a relationship is if you don't have. But I don't know what book they've been reading. And I don't know whose voice they've been listening to. But but last week we discovered in Deuteronomy that, that it was God who owns everything. Can I get a witness here? And not only yes, is he the owner of everything, but he is also the appropriator of everything. The book tells us that he gives to each and every one of us some wonderful gifts. And not only that, but the text tells the teachers Deuteronomy that he has also given us the ability to gain wealth. And y'all got quiet on it. He says that I've given you Ah, the ability, the, the creative energy to create what you need so that you could be all that you are supposed to be. Come on, come on, come on, yeah, come on. Yeah. Say amen when you can. Amen. But my brothers and sisters, in our text today, 
we discover that uh, there is one who has made a tragic mistake. That he is one who has been found guilty of not handling his business. You remember handling your business, don't you? Has anybody ever told you that you needed to handle your business? It is just simply the idea that you need to do what's necessary so that you can become all that you are supposed to become. If you're studying in school, the, the moniker is handle your business. Yeah. If you've got a job, when you go in to work that nine to five, you are supposed to handle your business. Yeah. And even in your, if you're in relationships, you're supposed to handle your business. Yeah. But here is a brother who's guilty of not handling his business. And I want you to know this morning that it is a tragic situation to uh, have that mark on your memory. To have this stain uh, on your life. To, to have this uh, mentality stamped upon you that you are one who are guilty of misappropriating what God has given. You do know God owns everything. Amen. I say he owns everything. Y'all don't act like that he's the one who owns everything. Moses told us last week that we need to remember uh, uh, where God has brought us from. He told us that, that we ought not ever forget the one who is responsible for our past provisions. Now how quick we, we are to forget where God has brought us from. You do know that it was God who watched over you all week long. You do know that it was God who woke you up on Monday. The same God woke you up on Tuesday. The same God woke you up on Wednesday. The same God touched you on Thursday, touched you on Friday, shook you on Saturday. And again, he brought you back so that you can behold another day. Don't you forget how good God is. So we ought not forget his provisions. Have you been good to you? Did you eat last week? Wasn't he good to you? Did he watch over you all last week? Did he keep you last week? Did he protect you last week? Did he provide for you on last week? And you ought not forget what he has done for you. The Bible tells us, let the redeemed of the Lord open up your mouth and say something. Every once in a while, you ought to at least say thank you. He says, don't, 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 don't forget. Don't forget his past provisions. Somebody in here this morning ought to be thanking God for his past provisions. Somebody in there ought to be celebrating God because of his present appropriations. But then somebody in there ought to be able to testify that God has set me up from, for some, uh, uh, for some uh, uh, future potential. Why? Because he's given me the ability to gain wealth. 
Can I get a witness in? But in our text, we discover that the tragedy of those who do not handle their business. The text opens with the Savior and our Lord in the midst of a teaching session about the kingdom of God. And then in, and in the entire 25th chapter of Matthew, Jesus is teaching uh, uh, about the kingdom and he is using earthly stories to impart heavenly meanings. The Bible calls these stories parables. And when Jesus wanted people to understand, he, he did not use impressive language. He did not use impressive words that required people to carry encyclopedias and dictionaries. But he used simple language and everyday terms and stories to teach heavenly truths. He, 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 he taught about the reality of the kingdom of God. And in this text, he tells us that one of the things that you and I must understand is to be a good steward, you got to be prepared. Amen. Don't you hear for preparation all uh, layered all through this text at the beginning? He said, wait a minute now. There were, there were ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. Why was one five wise and why was five foolish? Well, he says simply, they, five were wise because when the bridegroom came, they had oil in their lamps. But, but, but five of them were foolish because when the bridegroom got ready to come, they didn't have any oil in their lamp. They had money in their pocket, but they didn't have no oil on their person. And so as a result, they had to leave to go get some oil. But when they came back, they discovered that the door had been shut. And they went to the door knocking, come on, let me in, let me in. And he said, wait a minute, you, you, the door is closed up. The party has started. You have missed out. And they missed out because, not because they didn't have cash in their pocket, they missed out. Because they were unprepared. And how many of us have missed out on opportunity? Because we were unprepared. We're watching ease right into our text this morning. He tells us that here is the tragedy of not handling your bags. The first thing he says, when you don't handle your bags properly, you're going to miss out on bountiful blessings. Oh, it's all in the text. As he said that, that, that when you don't handle your bags properly, you are going to miss out on bountiful blessings. Here's the first blessing that they missed out on. They missed out on the blessing of commendation. It's right here in verse 21 and verse, verse 23. Yeah, the Bible tells us that when he distributed his wealth, he gave five to one and he gave two to another but when it came time for reckoning hold on let me pause right there because you do know that one day he's coming back again the bible says that the owner comes back and he goes to his service and he says what did you do with my five the brother was so happy he says the five bags that you gave me i got five 
more for you. He said, I got five more for you. Can I just paraphrase? He says, the moment you gave it to me, I, I, I didn't hesitate. I recognized what you gave me. And because I recognized what you gave me, I also recognized that I had a responsibility to utilize what you provided. Oh, y'all missed that. He said, you gave me something. And because you gave me something, I knew that I didn't own it, but I had a responsibility to utilize it for your benefit. And he says, I didn't waste no time. I went to work on it. And because I didn't waste no time, that, that's what you're going to discover, that another aspect of stewardship is the proper use of one's time. And the book declares that he didn't waste no time. He went to work on what he had been given. And I want you to know that whenever God gives you something, he always attaches value to it. Oh, y'all missed that. I said, whatever God gives you, he attaches value to it. He says, I recognize that what you gave me was valuable. And so, because I recognized that it was valuable, I went to use and I worked it. And because I worked it, I got five more bags for you. Oh, I want you to hear the words of the master. The, the words of the master, he comes to his brother, he looks him dead in the eye, and he tells them, well done. Oh, y'all missed that. He says, well done. The Greek word for this is you. It just simply means, well, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other words, the master got so excited until he, he had to double the whales. Yeah, yeah. Because he doubled his gift. Yeah, yeah. He doubled the whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells them, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. Come on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to see something. The commendation has not ended here. Here is another brother who walks in and he was given two bags of gold and, and, the, and the master said, what did you do with the two that I gave you? He said, master, the moment you gave me that, I went to work. Yes, sir. He says, I left here straightway with a plan and a mission. Yes, he says, I prayed about it and not only did I pray about it, I put the plan into work and I went to work and, and, and as a result of that, you gave me two bags, I got two more bags. Yes, sir. Oh, y'all missed that? Yes, sir. Oh, don't you know that whatever God gives you, he wants you to work it for his benefit? Yeah. Yeah. And I want you to hear the commendation. Not only did he say, well done to the one who multiplied his five, but he also says, well, well done to the one who multiplied his two. Yeah. 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 Y'all missed that. Somebody should have been shouting right there. Yes, sir. Because somebody here can testify that, that God gave me something and I went to use with it and, and he 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 blessed me. He multiplied what I had. I know I didn't get it on my own. I, I didn't come here and pull my own stuff up on my boot strap. He gave me the boot and the strap. And the only reason I'm able to pull him up is because he gave me something. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, and whatever he gave me, I utilized it for his benefit. I don't know about you, but I want to hear him say, yes, sir. Well, done. well done. I don't want to miss out on the bountiful blessing of commendation. But I want you to hear something else. There's also 
the, uh, this brother we're going to discover is going to miss out on the blessings of compensation. Yes. Somebody yes. say compensation. Compensation. You see, the five took it and went immediately and multiplied. The two went out immediately and multiplied. Are y'all in here? When he comes back, oh my goodness, the master says to him, you two have been showing up. <laughs> Y'all didn't act like owners. You act like stewards. Because again, a steward is one who only manages the property of another. So y'all was some, y'all was some good stewards, and you deserve a commendation. But not only do you deserve commendation, you deserve compensation. You know what compensation is, don't you? That, that, that's, that's what you wait for on Friday or the first of the month. <laughs> Somebody say compensation. compensation. Because when you have worked diligently, you and I know there's about to be some furniture movement yeah. when your stuff come up short. Amen. And y'all ain't gonna say amen. <laughs> y'all got real, y'all, yeah, just, they, they got all holy. Yeah. All holy and righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right about it? Sure you're right. If your stuff don't hit that account when it's supposed to hit, there's gonna be some calls to 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 to, to the payroll department. Yes, sir. It's gonna be some meetings in the hallway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And depending on how severe it is, I may have to wait on you outside. Yes, because when I work. Yeah. Yeah. I expect to be compensated. Y'all ain't gonna say man. Anybody here like being compensated? Yeah. That's why you get up every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to be compensated. Yeah. Can I get a witness here? Yeah. We love compensation. Yeah. We like for the compensation to be right. Yeah. And we like for it to be better too. It's called the law of cause and effect. Yeah. When, when I work, yeah. I ought to get compensated. Am I right about it? Yeah. But the problem is, when you got one who don't work, and then they expect compensation. You know what, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, uh, uh, my stepfather issued a challenge to me in school. He said, look at here, uh, for every A that you get, I'm gonna give you $5. And he made this pledge to me. For every A, you get $5. He, he, he challenged me. I like challenges. <laughs> and we broke off and we had six classes. Wow. And I did my math. 
six times five. That's good money, bro. That's good money. Back in them days. Yes, sir. I can buy a lot of lemon heads. You know what I mean? I can buy a lot of Reese's. I can buy a lot of moon cookies. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Y'all know them big fat man cookies? Thirty dollars? I'm gonna be balling that shot call. And that report card came back. I knew. I knew what stores I was going to. Knew how much I was gonna spend. I ran in the house with that report card. I showed it to him. He said, hmm. And that was the first sign I knew that that was true. Whenever somebody say, hmm, you know it's about to be a problem. I worked my heart off, and I got six A's. And the next six weeks, I got six more A's. And the next six weeks, I got six more A's. I said, he owed me 90 now. And can I tell y'all what he said to me? As long as I owe you. Y'all heard that foolishness? Y'all heard that foolishness? When you work, you ought to be compensated. Can I get a witness here? Yeah. We got a generation now who want to be compensated with no work. Yeah. They don't want to wash dishes. They don't want to take out trash. They don't want to rake no leaves. They don't want to cut no grass. They don't want to clean their room. They don't want to sweep the floor. They don't want to mop. I ain't looking at that because, you know, I'm... Yeah. But I thought I was gonna have a few more amens yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, And when you get paid, they wanna get paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. The Bible says yes, sir. if a man won't work, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I paraphrase it? If, if a woman won't work, if a child won't work, they are not eat. Yes, sir. Why you got your hands out if you ain't did nothing? Somebody holler compensation. This brother missed out on the blessings of compensation. I'm going to come back to that. But I want you to hear that was also the blessing. He missed out on the blessing of celebration. The master told him, come on to my crib. I just hover around that. <laughs> I said, because we're about to do something big. Yeah. And, and, and we can't do it if you're not present. Yeah. He told the one who had five, who multiplied and got ten, added and got ten, and one got two, and he got four. <laughs> Come on. We're going to throw a celebration. Mm -hmm. And you invited. Did y'all hear that? You need to recognize that success is not an accident. Somebody says it's not an accident. It's not an accident because 
you, you, that's why you ought not look at people strange because you don't recognize or know how much work they have to put into and why you hate success is not an accident this brother is going to miss out on the blessings of bountiful that are bountiful. He's going to miss out on commendation. He's going to miss out on compensation. And he's going to miss the celebration. All because of what he did. Can we walk through what he did? Come on, let's look at this real quickly. My goodness. This brother is about to miss out because when you don't handle your bags, you meet an unexpected benediction. Now you guys know that every Sunday when we end the worship, I lift my hands over you and I pronounce a benediction over you. A benediction is a supposed to be a blessing. It's supposed to be goodwill. It's supposed to be best wishes upon you. Yeah. And every Sunday at the end of the worship, I lift my hands and I say, Now unto him yes, sir. Yes, sir. who is able yeah. mm, mm, to do exceedingly and abundant. No, 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 no. Who is able to do uh, exceedingly. A great joy. He, he, he is the only wise God, our Savior. I, I pronounce a benediction. I pronounce a blessing over you. Because when you depart, what we need when we go out into the world is the blessings of God and not the burdens of God. Are y'all going to hear what I'm saying? Anybody here need his blessings? Yeah. I, I, I just need four or five folk who need the blessings. Anybody here need the blessings of God on your life? Yeah. And when you leave here, that's what you ought to hear. Now I see who's able to keep me from falling. Yeah. That's good news, ain't it? Yeah. He's able to present me faultless before his presence with exceedingly great joy. He is the only wise God. Yeah. And the beauty is he's our Savior. Yeah. So now he to him be glory. Mm. Now and forever. Yeah, yeah. That's a benediction. Yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah. But this brother is about to miss out because he, he is about to receive an unexpected benediction. Yeah. Come on. And why? He is about to experience it because, notice this now, he is because of what he offers the master. The five come to him and he says, I got five more. The one with two comes and says, I got two more. Listen to this steward. He comes. Elder, he comes to him and he says, I knew you to be a hard man. Wait a minute. He comes. He is the recipient of something of value. Yeah. Yeah. He got a bag of gold. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. I said it's valuable. Y'all yeah. yeah. ain't feeling me yet. I said he got a bag of gold and the bag is 
Say amen when you can. You see, I've discovered that there are a lot of people who want to be successful. They want to be thin. They want to be happy. They want to be somebody. They but, but the problem is they are not willing to pay the price. They always hold back. They always have an excuse. They always have some rationalization for not handling their business. Zig Ziglar said this. He said, the elevator to success is out of order. But the stairs are always open. <laughs> Some people won't even go. That turn around. You mean the elevator not working? <laughs> well, I won't get this work done today. They better call somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, take the stairs. You know, we'll lose some weight if we take the sand. All right, all right, amen. Hard work. The mark of a steward is he never complains. And he never explains. The one with the five just simply said, I got five more. The one with the two just simply says, I got two more. Mm -hmm. But this one complained and then ex tried to explain mm -hmm. why he didn't do what he should have done. Mm -hmm. I want you to notice just how critical he was. Do you see that? He says, I knew you to be a hard man. Sowing where you didn't sow, reaping where you didn't reap. He was critical. And you know, some folk can really be critical. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. Now I discovered that you cannot be critical and creative at the same time. It's impossible to be critical and creative at the same time. Why? Because critical people talk things down. Yeah. Creative people build things up. Yeah. This brother was critical. He said to the master, I knew you'd be a hard man. These are the words of somebody who's critical and not creative. And I stopped by to tell you this morning that you can miss out on some tremendous opportunities when you are critical. That's why you have to be careful who you hang around. Can I get a witness here? Criticism is contagious. Amen. I said criticism is contagious. Amen. It's as contagious as an airborne virus. It spreads <coughs> quickly. <coughs> you ever been around somebody who was griping? <coughs> I didn't bring the water. <laughs> You ever been around somebody who was griping? Amen. Before long, somebody else joined in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you're not careful, you'll join in. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. Look at your neighbor and say, be careful who you hang around. Yeah. 
That's why you ought to keep company with some positive people. Because critical people have such a profound influence on our lives. People who are constantly negative put people down, they're being critical, they're nagging, they're complaining, always looking at the wrong thing and saying what's wrong should not be our preferred companions. If my voice is right, I'll say holly if you hear me. <laughs> but on the other hand, positive people rub off. Creative people uh, help us. Thank you so much. Creative people uh, <clears throat> help us to become all <clears throat> that God wants us to be. <clears throat> he don't want y'all to hear this one today. Y'all know we got all this stuff going around. I'm really curious, Pastor. I'm really curious right now. <laughs> I ain't been nowhere. <laughs>
the Bible says that that once this brother came with his report, the master did not have any cute words for him. Are y'all in here? Verse 26 says he called him wicked. Called him lazy. He called him a misappropriator. He said, you could have at least took my money and put it in the bank. Called him a mismanager. You know what the word berate means? Somebody say, what does it mean? The word comes from uh, the root word <coughs> rate. Mm -hmm. Well, he don't want y'all to hear this today. Come on. <coughs> the word rate means to estimate the value of. <coughs> but be rate means to scold and to condemn at length. At length. He says, I am telling you what your work is at length. You, you wicked. You lazy. Y'all missed that. That's the tragedy of mishandling your bags. It affects your character. And it is a test to who you are. Called them wicked, and he called them lazy. All right. Notice this last thing. Verse twenty-nine tells us this: For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Somebody say abundance. Abundance. But whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. You know what he did with the woman who had that one and who buried it? He took that bag of gold. He said, since you don't appreciate it, I'm going to give it to somebody who's going to utilize it. Have you wondered why you don't have? Have you ever wondered why there's some lack in your life? I pray that it's not because God's got some words for you. This text is telling us to teach us that we can turn our lives around. That we can become all that God wants us to be by utilizing what he has given us for his blessings and for our benefit. Verse 30 says, I ain't through with you. Verse 30 says that throw this worthless servant outside. Y'all ain't feeling that. Into the darkness. But that would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. He says, because you're not a good steward, your life is going to be a living hell. You'll always be wondering where your needs, how your needs are going to be met. You're always going to be living from paycheck to paycheck. Every time you get somewhere, you find yourself four steps back. 
says, take it from me. Wow. I don't know. Anybody here want your life to be rough? No. no. <laughs> Not in this world. <clears throat> he says, you can change that. You can alter that. By using what God has given you. That is the blessing of being a good steward. Let's pray. Troy, I said what you wanted me to say this day. It's amazing. Now that we've come to the end, the conclusion of this message, my boss is clearing up. So much more needed to be said. Love somebody's life in here needs to be different. Our thoughts need to be different. Our patterns need to be different. Lord, help us to recognize that everything that we have comes from you. And you've been good to each and every one of us. You know our ability. But Father, your word teaches us that we can use what you have given so that we can be a blessing to the world. We can bless our families. We can bless our neighborhoods. We can bless our communities. We can bless the city. We can bless this world. Lord, we want to be a blessing. <laughs> and thank God, we're joining with the songwriter who says, every time I turn around, I see blessings, blessings, and blessings. As we seek you, God, bless us is our prayer. As we apply the powerful truths of your word, bless us indeed. Enlarge our borders, expand our territory. Help us to be what you've called us to be. Now, God, there might be somebody in here who's who needs to be connected to you. They need to know, God, that one day you're coming back. We've been saying it over and over and over again. But one day you are going to return. Lord, I pray that they will be prepared to receive you. Let them know, God, that even on a day like today, they can make the decision to say yes to what Jesus has done on their behalf. Their lives can be uh, renewed. They can get a fresh start, a new beginning. Just by recognizing that your son, Jesus, is the Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for being buried for us, and thank you for getting up out of that grave early on the third day. And Father, that's somebody in here today who's disconnected. Draw them to yourself. We'll be careful, Father, to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Have the church say amen. amen.